Brian Powell of Audubon Farr here with co-host Dylan Bowman and Megan Kimmel before the 2017 North Face 50. How are you, Megan? I'm doing good. You guys? Excellent. Right. Love a good rainy morning in the Bay Area. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you have been here six times, if I'm remembering. Previously, seven, right? this is your seventh time, yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I don't count, a but lot. it's something like that. I would say six for sure. Have you run is any trail every... race more than this? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Yeah, and it's not really my style to come back to do um, a race repeatedly. But uh, yeah, I I like to have no rhyme for my reason, so yeah. I have to have one. I guess that's. Has it been sense. six years in a row? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's been a year that I've taken off from it. And um, I want to say 2011 maybe would have been the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I, I've always used this race, or especially back then, I really used this race to like dip my toes in the water long, uh, mm -hmm. ultra distance. So it was. I've always been using it as kind of like a trial. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I need, for like the first year, I knew for sure I wasn't really going to finish, but I came out anyways. Mm -hmm. And it was one of my best race experiences ever. Even within all of the circumstances. Was that the muddy year and your calves went real late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the, the double loop. Yeah, year. yeah. And, um, but really, I come back here now past the experiential part of the ultras because I just, I, I really honestly just love the experience of running out here and the trails are so smooth. It's such a contrast from most of the races I do in the mountains mm -hmm. that it's, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because it is kind of different from the sky racing type races that you've been so successful at. And this year you've done a couple longer races that have taken seven, eight hours in Europe. Have you found that? I mean, are you enjoying the longer distance racing or do you find that, you know, the sky running distance is more your cup of tea or? I've um, always wanted to have kind of like the full gamut. And um, I've always thought about this time of the, of my racing time to be the time that I go more into ultra. So I have to say it's been kind of like a long-term plan. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I certainly have always gravitated towards and really enjoyed the marathon, even like, you know, half marathon to marathon, sky mm -hmm. distance, sky discipline with like uh, the technical and the elevation mm -hmm. and the mountains. Um, but when it comes to ultras and longer distances, um, I, or maybe even regardless of the ultra distance, I, I, I like to have a lot of variation. Mm -hmm. And this course is actually very similar to a lot of the running I do for training mm -hmm. and um, the kind of style that I actually really like in contrast to mountain running because it's fast, the trails mm -hmm. are really smooth, um, you do have turnover. You can kind of turn the brain off a little bit more and get more into like the zen state or whatnot compared to, you know, really technical running in the mountains where. Um, it's high stress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of it. Or high focus at least. High focus. Yeah. Yeah. So you had you did build up over a series of years and then you had a you know win here, a second place here, and then you were tenth last year. Yeah. <laughs> and you were up at the front pushing harder for a while. What happened? Well, I, this this race is actually really tricky, I think, for me because um, it's at sea level and um, it's very runnable. And I really think that um, I do have that classic problem where uh, my lungs can go, yeah. but like my yeah. my muscles, um, they they don't have the training for like the quicker turnover. So I like last year, I just felt good. I didn't feel like I was really like cranking it out or like trying very hard. Um, 
And then all of a sudden my calves would not go further. But I also came last year with a very low base of training. Mm -hmm. Like for three months, I which low for me anyways, I had three months of about 40 miles average per week, 45 maybe, mm -hmm. like one 70 mile week in there. And that just, I knew coming out here was um, not what I thought would get me to the finish line. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the race last year, I was surprised, but I, and I was just going with it and it just didn't last. So what has the build-up been like this year, and as it compares to last year's less than ideal training? Uh, I feel like pretty good with my base right now. I've had a couple months home. Um, I've been more around 70 miles per week, mm -hmm. um, and I've been getting in some pretty decent, like longer runs, four mm -hmm. or five hour runs. Um, so I hope my training is good for this race. I'd be really excited to be within that 70 mile like average week and be able to crank yeah. out a 50 miler. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think it's kind of night and day. I really was not prepared last year and I came to do it anyways and I feel pretty prepared this year. So I hope to have a better performance. I remember talking to you about two years ago, or probably for a series of years where every time at the end of the year we talk and you'd be like, I really want to race next less next year. I'm going to race less next year. I swear. <laughs> this has not been that year. <laughs> wow. I made a big mistake this year and I really did. Um, I, I totally got carried away with what the Skyrunning series had to offer and um, I overbooked a lot of races and I kind of exploded in the middle of the year. I had a lot of other stuff going on in life too, but more than anything, just I tried to put in, I tried to do way too much. So I know. Yeah. So talk about that too, because you are maybe the most successful American who's raced in Europe over the last several years. I, I think that your performances are probably on par with or better than any other American who's been over to, to race in Europe consistently. How do you manage to make all those flights to Europe and how, how what's like your approach to traveling so much and um, how have you been able to maintain consistency like you say that you've blown up a couple of times but you've pretty much been incredibly consistent over the last you know five or six years abroad yeah yeah i mean i do feel like this was the one season that i really just did not pull off what i wanted to pull off and when it comes to traveling and racing i honestly i think the most important thing has been to um I kind of just go with the flow, and I think you really have to if you're traveling. You can't be too stuck on one kind of like regime. You can't mm -hmm. be too stuck on one kind of like training program, and you have to try to make the most of your time home mm -hmm. and your time while traveling. And within that, also, I guess the upside of traveling a lot for those races is that you are racing quite a bit, so you're getting some pretty high caliber workouts mm -hmm. going on even when you're racing. Kind of use that as training, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. So. yeah. So, but really, I don't know like. Um, how it's worked out. So do you fly back and forth, like yeah. in between races? Wow. Yeah, I mostly do. Like a lot of people, um, I mean, I guess a lot of people would think it's ideal to stay out there, mm -hmm. and it probably is for a lot of people, but I do a lot better when I'm at I home. Yep, I feel a lot more grounded. I know my trails. Um, I can be around my family and friends, and that's like kind of what I just need more mm -hmm. than being in Europe. And it's pretty, I think it's pretty expensive to be out in Europe. Yeah. So I've always, the only way I've ever been able to really make it work is to be traveling to and from the United mm -hmm. States. And sometimes on a day I have really short trips, like five, five day trips. Mm -hmm. Yep, wow. seven days, yeah. Well, you've made it work a couple times this year. Uh, you had a really, really good run at Mont Blanc Marathon. Uh, beat Ida, I think, by about nine or 10 minutes there and uh, another good at Glencoe Skyline. Yeah. Those are probably the two highlights 
so far in your season? Or? Well, you did the yeah. longer distance sky racing races as well and had success with those as well. Yep, the Val d'Isere race mm -hmm. was kind of middle of the season. And that's when I kind of came home. And um, there was just, my, my season actually was pretty good. I just had this small little block where um, I'd been traveling too much. Mm -hmm. I came home and I wasn't home long enough. And all of a sudden, I was like getting back on an airplane. And I just was not psyched, you yeah. know. And I had two races like back. Like Yeah. What was the other one? Um, the other one was Tromsø, which I mm. yeah was um, really cool traveling experience. Not such a good race, and that was a really big turning point. Actually, I think in my and in, in, in that ra that little section was a big turning point in, in ten years of my racing, actually. Mm where I came, as a little tangent, I came home and I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I running? Why am I racing? Like, what? Like, yeah, what is this all about? Mm -hmm. And was kind of low for a little while. And then all of a sudden, like I snapped out of it. And I, I kind of feel like in the, like the last two months, I've enjoyed running more than I have in a really long time. Did you almost have to hit that bottom for a little bit to Yeah, I think so. Move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think we've yeah. all been there. Yeah, it's an important place to be, I think, because you, I, I think the potential is you can go a lot higher, but you have to yeah. hit that bottom part first. Cool. One more thing I want to ask you about. The men's race now is, in order to win, you basically have to go as hard as you can from the start. How do you, how, what's the dynamic like in the women's race? Because I think the year that you, you won, you were kind of off the front the whole time. Is it similar? Like, do you have to approach this way? or approach it in the same way in order to win the race on the women's side? Do you have to kind of go all out from the beginning? I think there's been years where women have, um, but I think it's different with women. I think that um, just women in general don't have that like go out hard kind of, mm -hmm. as, as intense as the men do. So I think it's a trickier race because um, the women tend to change a lot more over the course of the race. Mm -hmm. um, this year's going to be really interesting, I think. I think the competition for the women is, like, I think the most stout. I've yeah, seen it, I you know? And mm -hmm. there's a there's a number of really fast gals, and I think it is going to go out fast regardless. So... It could have a bit of a pack yeah, going on. It could be, I think, one of those years where we have, like, um, a pack more than many of the other ones where mm -hmm. it's been a couple gals kind of um, floating with each other um, throughout the race. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm not sure if you're gonna, or if we're gonna have to go hard or not. I'm hoping not to. <laughs> but um, that's what I always say before it all goes off in the race. I think the race always does start fast. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the potential for the women is a lot higher than it's been that's that that it's ever been, mm -hmm. and it'll be exciting once um, there's a, a you know a group of four or five gals really pushing yeah. each other all the way through the course. Yeah. Well, I know I'm excited to watch this weekend, and best of luck out there, Maggie. Thank you. Yep. Good luck. Thank you, Dylan. All right.